Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Money Making Mothers, where I'm joined by Lauren from the Tiny Bubble Store. So, hi Lauren, thanks for Hello. agreeing to speak with me after you shit you shut yourself when I asked you the first time. <laughs> I know. I know. Do you know what it was? I had a coffee the other day and I was like, I'm feeling dead brave. I'm going to message Carla. And then the coffee wore off and I was like, oh God, what have I done? Don't. I'm literally sat now drinking coffee because I'm fasting and I can't bear it. It mate. So if you, no one else will see it, but you'll see me barking. I'm not barking at you. I'm barking <laughs> at drinking this. Like I'm not allowed to have anything till after 12. And this is the only thing that's knocking me from not eating chocolate. So yeah. Oh, you haven't coffee got that. Um, so tell me then about what you do and how it was born and, and, and what where the whole thing came from. I think like loads of people will say exactly the same, that you accidentally start a business once you've had a baby. Like the amount of people that I speak to when I go and do like little pop-up shops and stuff like that. But I think like I've always been dead creative. Like I loved making stuff. And it before I had George, I was doing like, <laughs> I was doing these personalised baubles. And it got to, I was in labour finishing them off. Like, <laughs> that's like, I was proper dedicated to them. But, and I finished them and then I had George, that was like 2017. And I just, I really struggled when I had, when I had him. Like, it was such a big change for me. I, I think I hadn't really been around babies that lot much. I didn't really know what to expect at all. I'd never even held a baby. And then they gave me sure. George, like, yeah, like, I didn't have a clue what to do. I didn't know Did what I was doing. You are. Is you skin on skin? Yeah. Well, oh, no, because I was put to sleep in labour. Oh. So I had, I'd like, it went on for ages. I ended up having an emergency section and then the epidural that they'd done hadn't worked so I could feel everything. So it was just like... No way. Know, surgery, but without any... Like, no way. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> they got George out. I saw him come out, and then they were like, "They were like, oh, you'll feel some tugging." And I was like, "If this isn't tugging, like I can actually feel like what you're doing." And I was like, I felt really sick. I just felt awful. I was making loads of noise, and the surgeon was like, "What's wrong with her?" And they were like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "I can feel everything." And they were like, "We're gonna just put you to sleep, basically." So how oh, not it? Say that again. How hadn't it worked? Like, what? How? 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 How did this like begin surgery without knowing it hadn't worked? Well, because I think because that because it was quite a rush to get him out because his heart rate kept dropping. Like the when they when you have an epidural, well, you have a spinal normally, like with a pan section, but I had an epidural, and they they were topping it up, and they spray this like cold spray on you, and if you can still feel it, it means they need to keep chopping it up more. And because it was so rushed, they were kind of like, can you feel that? And I was like, yeah. And they just kept topping it up. And I think, I don't know, maybe, I don't know whether it was me saying, oh, yeah, I can't feel it anymore. Or it just hadn't worked properly. Oh, it wore off quickly. I don't know. Jeez. But yeah, put me to sleep. And then when I woke up, I was just like, oh, I was just out, out of it for days. Like I called him Darren for about two days. <laughs> I've never even met a Darren. I was going, I was going, oh, have you passed Darren? Have you passed me Darren over? It's like, George. Why <laughs> Darren? I don't know. I don't even know where that's come from. Like, never ever met a Darren in my life. Baby Darren. Baby Darren, yeah. It's got, it's got a ring to it, and baby Darren. <laughs> so, yeah, Kim, like, had George anyway. And then, like, six weeks later, my husband went to work away. He never, like, normally works away. And my dad goes away every year for, um, for like, five months. And he went away pretty much at the same time. And I'd lost my mum when I was younger. So, like, they're my two, like, 
to look after me or <laughs> sounds awful to them but you know what I mean like so I was just on my own with this baby like six weeks old just wow. like what do you even do so I just yeah it it like hit me quite hard I think and and then I like so I've always like loved making stuff like I say so I was like carrying on sewing and making things and it just it was like therapy for me it, like took yeah. me to a totally this because I ha- I felt like it was something that wasn't just the baby I know that sounds awful but like doesn't sound awful at all doesn't sound awful yeah at all. it's like something that was for me like and I just loved it um but like it was a, probably for about the first year it was like a struggle between like my mental health which just declined like massively like I like I didn't really like go to the doctors or anything like that I spoke to my health visitor and she was like right I need to come around and say yeah I need to sort this out it sounds like you're really struggling and then nothing ever happened she never came so in your head you kind of like I just wrote it off I was like well she doesn't think it's like a big deal I'm obviously like making more of it in my head so I didn't go any further with it and then I started like had like mine manifested as like quite paranoid thoughts so I thought like oh my god it sounds like ridiculous now but I thought people were like listening to my phone calls like friends could get into my messages and stuff like that and I just became like so paranoid with everybody and then it started to like I think the more I started to get into like go back to work and get into like the business a little bit more that kind of just lifted a little bit and yeah. I think it's because I didn't have that time to just sit in like yeah because you, you were doing something to occupy your brain other than just I just the baby yeah which is like yeah. it's it's I'm sorry anyone well no you can't say anyone but in my opinion it's a very suffocating thing when you have a baby it is, no yeah, and I talk, I talk. especially when you're like I can't like you're very I've had three and the first two I, I always had like people around me and things and then Alba I was like married and settled and and my husband started working away when she was 10 two weeks old and he'd never worked away before and all I did was sob. it was horrible it was like you just felt I remember just sitting up till like like early I was just like not knowing what to do with my with my head because I couldn't like I didn't know what the pot like all I was doing was focusing on the bait on 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 Albert obviously the kids because I'd never done it on my own before it was so, I felt so lonely. It was horrible. And I, yeah. I looked at the bed, come on. In the end, he quit. So I was like, I, I don't care if you're on the door, come on. Because this is not, it was mentally not all right. It was horrible. So I can't imagine what that was. And I'd had, it, I'd had it twice before. So I sort of knew what yeah. was coming. So bless you, like being shot at you, a proper shot in the deep end there, like with no armbands. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Like, but when, so I have had, I've had, another baby now I've had Ruby last July and when I went to my first midwife appointment she was like is everything okay you excited and I was like no I was like I'm so worried that this is going to happen again like I need to do something now in when I'm like in an okay place before I have Ruby so that it doesn't happen again and she was amazing she like she put me through to is it talking therapies or something but I'd, like they like fast tracked me because I was pregnant but then the first thing they said when the phone me they were like well, do you want to go on medication I was like no like I don't need medication, like I'm fine, but I just want to make sure that I've spoken to someone before I have Ruby to see if I can get out. Prevent it rather than resolve it. That was it, yeah. And I had like, so they fast-tracked me and I had like 
I think it was about 16 weeks of like intensive CBT counselling because as well like when when my mum had died when I was like 17 I never had any kind of like support like she literally passed away and then because it was like so long ago now people just I don't know do people not talk about it? I don't know but I'd never mentioned it again she passed away one day and that was it that was the end so like all of that had obviously like built up inside um, me without me realizing and then yeah I went for counseling and it was unreal like it just changed everything it was amazing yeah the thing like, especially if that's how you dealt with your mum dying like then when you have a baby and you become a mum that will have massively resurfaced all of that without you even realizing because that was it yeah yeah so like when I went for the counseling I I walked in and I was like this isn't going to work she was like why do you think that I was like because I know what's like I know what's wrong with me do you know what I mean like I know what the problem is and she was like just try it and after the like 16 weeks I was like different person just amazing so I like support other women that with men like perinatal mental health issues I work well I don't work for them I volunteer for a mental health charity um, like doing peer support with women and it's just awful like there's just no support is there for like women who are struggling well look at that I'm not being obviously you you don't know what's going on now and, and how it like overran the art but for someone to come around and see you and say I need to get you some help and then just not nothing happen like oh, I know that's I don't think she wrote it down I think she was like I'll definitely yeah I'll come and get you some like I need to support you I'll come and get you help and then just walked out and I was like you know when you just know you're never going to hear off them again I haven't seen her since God knows where she's gone <laughs> Probably. I was like three years ago <laughs> so like is that is that literally basically the the the, the shop and what you were doing was born through therapy like trying to like yeah something to do other than just being a mum yeah so I like started making things I was like you know like put little pictures on Facebook and Instagram and people were like messaging saying oh can can I buy stuff and stuff like that but I was teaching at the time so I was a primary school teacher so I was like oh yeah I can do like maybe one day a week where I do this but I was like it'll never be able to be my job because it used to take me about two weeks to make anything I was like, it's just, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not going to make me any money. This. I'm in the corner in the rocking chair by candlelight. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. So I like, I started making stuff and like, obviously you just get quicker, don't you? Like you, you learned like so much and how to do things. And then um, when, just before I got pregnant with Ruby, I was like making quite a bit of money like it's never about the money particularly it's more just about having the flexibility for me to be able to work for myself and it was going well and I thought I'm gonna have my notice in I don't I'm not enjoying teaching at all I hated being part-time so I handed it in and then the next week I found out I was pregnant with Ruby and I was like (laughs) I just lost all that like I know it's like yeah maternity money had gone (laughs) but I was like it's okay because I'll do the business and I'll go on supply it's fine so did the business for a little bit and then two months later we went into lockdown and I was like, oh, are you like saw so the schools shut and there was no supply work. I was like, would <laughs> oh, you have timed it any worse if you'd have tried? <laughs> I know, exactly. But it it's it's worked out fine. So I had like a year off with Ruby and then I came back about March, April this year, and it's it's been fine. Just do this now and I love it. That's just so much. what you're doing full time now then. Yeah. I do it like I mean it is full-time isn't it you'll know yourself like having a business you can't 
just switch off and leave it. Like it's not like you're going for a couple of hours and that's it. But I do I have two days where the kids are at nursery. Or if I if I'm a little bit busier, I can put them in a little bit more. Um, and I've just got to make all my orders in that time and then just kind of do everything else around them. So like on a night, like my husband works away again now. So on a night, the kids will go to bed at seven and I'll sit in my room, like cutting until like 10 and then just go to bed. And then all the orders are there, like ready, cut and ready to sew the next day. So do your children actually go to bed at seven and stay in there and stay there? Well, yeah, one of them does. Like George has always been a class sleeper all the time, like gone to bed at seven, got up at seven the next day, Ruby, oh my God, like, no. <laughs> she's getting a bit better now, like she's going to sleep at seven, but she wakes up at like all through the night. She's, I don't know if it's because she's still breastfed, whether like they just don't sleep as well. Cause they, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but she just, she's not a big fan of sleep groups. How old is she? She's 14 months now. Oh, that's all right, bloody hell. Alba's three and last night come in my room at half 11 and said, I said, Alba, you put her to bed at like eight. I said, Alba, you're at school in the morning. She's three and a half. She said, no, no, mommy, but my bed's boring. And I was like, no, no, bed's not meant to be fun. You're meant to just go to sleep. She's like, but your bed's so fun. And I was like, oh, my, you know, you just like, I'm past that point of trying to create routine with her. Just get in my bed, go to sleep. I need you to be like revitalised before you go to school. Yeah and she's a nightmare like so when people say like it's, it's easy for me because obviously my office I can pick up my phone and that's my office so I, I can see yeah. I can go anywhere and do it you actually be sat doing something where you need to you know you can't cut it wrong can you otherwise you've messed up and that's that's like one of the things I do find hard is I think like if I had a business where it was quiet I could work on a knife but obviously like the sewing machine is so loud I can't, I mean, I did it the other night and I was like trying to, I mean, trying to sew quiet on a sewing machine is ridiculous. I was like trying to press the footer as quiet as I could, but it's still like, <laughs> but I just have to do it sometimes because if it's busy, you've just got to get through with them. But it though, like you still love it now. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I could do anything else now. Like my, I think my plan was to always go back to teaching but it just isn't anymore like this is what I want to do I want ideally when Ruby gets to like three and they get that 30 hours childcare I want to find a shop somewhere so I can work out of not in my house anymore sell the stuff in the shop make it in the shop but then have like businesses popping up you know like a little pop-up shop area for them that's what I want to do that's my dream do you not think like with what you're doing with the volunteering as well you could probably combine both of them quite well couldn't you like because obviously a lot of new mums will be buying your type your, your clothing won't they yeah so like at the moment the only thing I do like where I tie it in with the business is I do fundraising for them so we did like um a thing called a personal challenge in July where there was a group of us there was like eight of us all together all set ourselves our little personal challenges so I was was to I did mine with two friends and it was to walk up Rosebury Top in like the equivalent of Everest. So we did that all through July and we raised like £1,700, I think. How many times? So, like, it's like, uh, I can't think now. I think it's 27 times or 29 times, but we did it between the three of us. Like I couldn't have done it like 
each <laughs> so we did it like seven times throughout July and that was hard work trying to like fit it in between kids and jobs and everything like that and then one of the days we went up there were these two lads who were doing it 29 times like in one day I was like oh yeah, my yeah. I mean they looked very fit I was like paggered at the top after my first one we're doing what were they in the Marines or something? Like, why were they doing that? They were doing it for charity. I don't oh, know, like... I let them off. I thought you just meant they were just doing it for pleasure. I was like, oh. <laughs> freaks. <laughs> yes, I do do the fundraising. I'm going to try and do that, like, every year. And then I also send out, like, cards with every order with just, like, the details of pandas on in case... That's the charity, pandas. In case anyone wants to get in touch with them and it's just... Like they have like Facebook groups or um, they do one-to-one support over telephone and email as well. Oh, it sounds mint. It's kind of, you're right. There's so, and there's not enough awareness about it either. Like you, you talk like it's a bit of a taboo thing, isn't it? If you say my head's battered when you've had a baby because, you know, yeah. you, women who, who can have a baby or have lost babies or, you know, or everything that's attached to being a baby or becoming a mum. But yeah, I feel like there's a lot of stigma attached to it for you know for women to say this is fucking hard my head's battered I know do you know what though I do think it's changing I think people are starting to say like oh, it is hard isn't it and people are saying it more and more and the more people that say it the more it's like normalized that it isn't like you have this baby and everything's fine yeah everything's rosy and perfect that's why I asked you about skin on skin because I'll never when I had Jackson the him did it like put him straight on and I'll never forget I was like you know when they say that you get that feeling of overwhelming love and you 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 can't you know what's the best thing ever I was absolutely horrified by what was put on my chest I was like get off I literally said get off get him off I couldn't it was an alien yeah. I was like what is like it freaked me out like I don't like blood I don't it was he was covered in everything I was like mm-hmm. like I didn't want to touch it like like go and clean him up and then bring him back over so I was like but like because and then I was paranoid as for the next couple of days I was thinking oh my god am I a bad mom like oh my god do I not love my baby like why why didn't I feel that it's my baby but it's not like like that no there's not I I bet there's not many people who say they get that feeling when they get put on them or they get passed over to them because it's just like you've just gone through this like massive thing and yeah, like maybe like sometimes you might feel like relief or whatever that they're fine. That's I think that's kind of what I felt with George. It's just relief that he was okay. But with Ruby, they like it was a planned section. They brought her out, and I think because everything was just so calm, I was just like, oh yeah, hi yeah, and like <laughs> I don't know. I was like, God, am I meant to like cry or something? Like, <laughs> but I was just like, oh yeah, she looks she looks lovely. Wrap her up. I'll take her home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And with you the two, I was like, when they were like skin on skin, I was like, absolutely not. Clean them and then put them on me. I'm still horrified from that alien you put on my stomach when Jackson was born. <laughs> um, how do you manage then with the like the kids? Obviously, if you if your husband's wearing away as well, like is it just through the day? Are you just multitasking and then doing what you can on yeah. just do everything I can during the day? I try not to do anything like when they're at home. So George is in private nursery still till he starts reception next year. So he has one day off with me and Ruby. And then Ruby has two days on her own, so she gets a bit of time. But I try not to do anything then. And then the two days that I work, like I can make things a lot quicker now. So I can do like maybe 15 to 20 orders like in one day now, where before it would have 
oh my god I just I could do like one a week <laughs> so like I'm much much quicker so that's helped but it's just the cost of childcare, isn't it it's just absolutely outrageous help has just gone back she was like you know when they're a day she was three when she started but she was three like two days after or something so like she missed yeah. from spring to summer oh, I was like, are you joking? And I was like, even if it's one minute past midnight, I was like, this is a, this is ridiculous. So she's went back this week and now she gets the free, the th- is it 30 hours free or 15 yeah, hours? Yeah. It is. Um, so she gets the 30 hours free. So now I'm over the moon because I've saved a fortune for the last one. No, I was like literally counting down until George like went past that term after the third birthday. I was like, oh my God, like, it, I can't believe how much you pay. Like, so through the six weeks, obviously you don't get it, do you? So we've had mm-hmm. to pay. But his his nursery was eight weeks holiday. So I had eight weeks of paying for the two of them to go for two days. And it's just absolutely crippled me. But so it's horrendous. And the thing is, like, there's no, there needs to be more. Like, it used to wind me up something rotten. I'd go and drop the kit. Like, the, all three of them have always been in nursery. And it's, I'm talking like eight, nine hundred quid a month. Like that's how much yeah. and I'd be walking in and then there'd be someone else walking in in the pajamas saying, I'm oh, I'm going back to bed. And I would oh like and you know that they're getting it for free. And you're like, oh. is this is this some sort of fucking joke? Like what how are you how how is anybody higher up like dem- like saying that this is okay? Like I'm going to work and paying out 900 pounds a month, so I'm technically working 70% for free. For you yeah. for this so that I can do this. And then walking in saying I'm going back oh. to pajamas. Like, oh, oh. I, I, that absolutely infuriated me, like beyond belief. Like I couldn't I just don't understand how you're meant to do it. So like say if your maternity is like nine months to a year, what what is there to bridge that gap from one year to three years? Like you've got two years there where there's nothing, there's no like I just don't understand how we meant to do it, but oh, tough titty. That's what it's called. <laughs> like literally, crack on. You want to work? You better get your, you get better get your child in nursery if you haven't got any 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 help at all. And literally, yeah. like, like down to bloody where they go, like after school club, breakfast club. You're talking ninety to hundred quid a week for one of them. They go to breakfast club and after school club, seven quid for the night, three quid for the day. And then, is that how much it is? Yeah. Oh when they used, that's what they used to do. And in the end, it was. I was just like, this is absolutely insane. It's, it was three pound fifty each for the McGall Breakfast Club, and six six pound fifty each or seven pound. I think it actually went up to nine pound each on a night. And it, and it was. You don't want like an all singing, all dancing breakfast and after school club, do you? you? Literally want them to go in at a time that's like all right, someone to watch them so they're not like doing anything ridiculous. Yeah, give that's them- all you need. I'm sound. It's all right. Don't tell me it costs three pound fifty to give them a slice of toast because it doesn't. <laughs> like- <laughs> it's always the proper rubbish bread toast as well, isn't it? It's not even fancy toast. Why did you leave teaching? I can see you being a teacher. Hated <sighs> it, like. I love when I was full time, I absolutely loved it. But when you like, I've spoken to loads of people who've gone part time afterwards, and it's just not the same at all. Like, it got to the point where I was like going in, I wasn't even timetabled. I was like going in, like, any does anyone need me today? Like, how degrading is that? Like, why, why would do you want me to set things? I don't get it. I don't know. Just what were you just 
So if you're part-time, are you just basically allocated as and where needed? It depends what school you're in. That's all I'm saying. But like, oh, okay. <laughs> is it like, did you actually like the children though? Like, did you like? Oh the- yeah, like that is what I like missed the most. I miss the kids. Like, I I loved working with them, but I'm just not gonna go somewhere where I'm not like thought of as like valued. Valued. That's the word I was looking for. Where I'm not valued. What is the point in going in every day? No, I don't. There's, nothing, there's absolutely nothing worse than not feeling valued. Nothing at all. Yeah. You end up just in the whole thing. Yeah. So I just, I left that. And like, I think in my, I don't know, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I've trained for this. Like, I want to go back to it at some point, but I don't really. Like, I'll, loads of my friends are teachers and I talk to them. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't miss that at all. Like, you like proper look back with like rose tinted glasses on, don't you? Like, oh, yeah, I love that. I love working with the kids, love doing all that stuff, love the planning. And then I'll talk to them and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember, like, everything that I hated about it. But, like, for anyone who's listening, obviously, for people who are listening who are in, like, jobs, because that's a very stable, good career, isn't it? Like, to leave. Oh, yeah. Going to yeah. That's, like, what you're doing now. Did you not, like, did you did you shit yourself when you when you did it? Or was it not, were you just at a point where I was like, I'm, I need to do it because it's better for me? I was at that point so like I remember driving I was in the car coming back from Teesside Park and I remember everything about it and I was like driving along and I was like do you know what at the moment I think George was like two I was like dead happy in myself I was happy like in everything in my life and I was like the one thing that doesn't make me happy is my job like so what is the point if I'm not if that's the one thing that where it's like always on my mind and like it's always like hold it I don't know I don't know how to explain it but like I just knew it was the one thing that was like kind of dragging me down all the time it was the the last piece that needed to be like removed yeah and even though like like running a business is like I find it I don't know whether I'd say harder I don't know it's just different isn't it yeah and like the pressure is very much like on you to make the money like I turned up at teaching and even though I didn't have a class like someone still paid me at the end of the day like this is all on me now which is why when stuff like this comes up like I've got to start saying yes to it do you know what I mean like and taking a bit more chance and yeah you've got to have more balls haven't you yeah so when I was on maternity leave, I got contacted by a company that does um, pop-up shops in John Lewis. And um, <laughs> I signed up for it. You what? The gardener's just telling me he's leaving. Oh, the gardener. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm recording. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I signed up for like, uh, this company got in contact and said, oh, we like, love your stuff. Would you do a pop-up shop in John Lewis? And I was like, yeah. Like, at oh, first I was like, oh, does my mum's class, but like dead worried. Most women was like, you've got to start going for stuff like this. Like when people are getting in contact with you, offering you opportunities, like you need to stop just like panicking. So I said yes, and that's in six weeks. I'm doing that at the lead star. Lewis. No. And like it's just, just crazy because I remember before I had George, we'd walked through a John Lewis star and the kids go, and I was like, God, when I have a kid, this is where I want to get all the clothes from. It's gorgeous. And now I'm like, oh my God, my my clothes will be like in there. That's just blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. Like that's unbelievable, especially for how long you've been doing it as well. Yeah, so I've got like I have a week in there, um, October half term. So I'm like busy making all the bits at the moment. Like Christmas then? Will it be prepping for Christmas or not? Will it still be autumn? I, I'm going to do Christmas bits, yeah. Because like people start shopping for Christmas stuff so early. I must be dead unorganised. No, no, I get messages no. like from August. Somebody put on their 
profile the other day, all done for Christmas. It was August, <gasps> it was August the 29th or something. I thought, oh my God, like if I tried to buy for the kids now to be done, they'd have a new thing they'd want by the time it got to got to November. Yeah. Like That's I, exactly what I find. And I find I start giving them the stuff. Like I'll buy them something and then like in a few weeks' time I'm like, oh they haven't got anything to play with, I'll give them that. And then it's like, well, that was for Christmas. <laughs> I, I remember when I, when Jackson was little, I used to try and be proper organised, like proper, I was a bit of a freak. And I, I got all of his stuff sorted by, say, might have been like end of September. And by Christmas, I think he was in uh, Thomas the Tank at the time. That's what I've got. I've got every, went to B&M, got everything Thomas the Tank. By Christmas, yeah. the last all of Fireman Sam. So then I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do now? And it was past, I couldn't take it back because it was over the time. And I was like, oh yeah. my I'm gonna have, like he's just gonna have to get what he's given and he was like he was so like not as buzzing because it wasn't fine <laughs> yeah and like how do you hide the fact that santa didn't know that's what i found hard last year so i'd got george i can't remember what we'd got george last year but like last minute he totally changed mine and wanted this super spider-man like fist thing that you hold on to yeah and he was like well why didn't santa get me that and i was like oh crap what do you say like I, I didn't know that I need to learn what the lie is for this year <laughs> I need to be prepared <laughs> whatever I always do if ever they drop something on me last minute you know when people go what can I get them or the, I'm like or oh, this this you know like yeah. your mum or my grandma or Keo's da- dad I'll be like right here you can have this instead like you know so they think that they've got me so then it's like oh Santa never brought it because someone else has got you it than you like yeah good. That's, that's what I need to do yeah, but it's um, it's it's so like stressy. There's no need for how much stress gets put on, put on it. Like those bloody, I'm going off subject here, but it's just on my head. That Santa, you know, have you seen that the Santa that comes to the house, like the real, yeah. the real Santa. Like I had him last year. I am, I genuinely was questioning whether it was actually real or not. Like he was that. It was it was fucking Santa, I'm telling you. Like he was that it was just ridiculous. I couldn't get my head around that he how really was. So I've booked him again. And anyway, you had to make a message to put honestly the price of what it is to do it. It was something like £90 in, in December or half the price in November. And I thought, both can have it in November. Come <laughs> <laughs> in September if it's cheaper, whatever. On the 30th, and Keo was like, oh my god, like that's not going to be the same. I went, no, no, because we'll get him to walk in with the advent calendars and he can say, ready for Christmas in the morning. And Kay was like, you'd find any way of making it sound better if it was saving you money. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking 90 pounds to go in December. I don't think so. Plus three he must be making an absolute killing, wasn't he? Not genuinely, as he's definitely getting a North Pole extension, a million percent. Like, he wanted <laughs> he's so good and so real in the way he talks like if anyone actually does want the real santa you need to check him out because he's insane um but sorry i've died probably went off on one there but if you the one thing i always ask every guest is if you could teach your children anything and you are to let them learn something from you and what you've done and, and what you've built up what would it be um i think like for me it is I don't know whether it's just because it was what my mum and dad did, but it was always like, and it's still always in my head now, but like, I still don't think I'm working because I think work is like, you go out Monday to Friday, nine till five. And I just want them to know, like there's other opportunities out there. Like you can do whatever you want. Like 
anything that interests you, there'll be a job to do with it. And you've just got to find out what that interest is. Like at a young age as well. Like I, I mean, I didn't start doing this till I was like 32 because I just had, like I knew I loved doing like creative stuff, but no one had ever told me that there were these opportunities to like start your own business and like just do something for yourself. So I'd love for them to just know that they can just do anything. Yeah. And like, I hope that they see that from me as well, that I, like I left doing something that I did love, but it wasn't quite right for me. And I've gone and done something for myself. Like that's what I'd like to pass on to them, I think. Yeah, that's class because at the end of the day, it's like, we just sometimes in like the way society is and the way we're brought up is you just do what's expected and what the norm is. Like I hate, I've said it loads of times, but I hate the word normal. What is normal? Normal's defined by the person who's in it. So like my normal is very different to my neighbour's normal, but we're we're like just brought up to think, right, we need to do this. You need to get a job. No, you don't. Like that's just what everyone everyone else does. It doesn't mean you have to do it. You can do whatever whatever you want. And happy is definitely the most important part of life. What the hell is the point in doing something for that long period of time and not enjoy what you're doing? Exactly. Because like you work is like most of your week isn't it like really like you're awake time like ruby who's just awake all the time but like um you just gotta yeah just i just want them to love whatever they do and like just proper i don't know just just enjoy it because life is just so short what is the point in going to work and hating every second of it here here i love that that's literally how i how i think about it um where can people find you social media wise where if you want to check it out see your shop see what you do so instagram is instagram.com slash tiny bubble store and facebook is the same and then the website is i, I hope i've got this right but i think it's tinybubblestore.com don't think it's .co.uk <laughs> just before you go why why tiny bubble it's like oh so it's a line from a song that we had at our wedding so a band called the national have a song called Don't Swallow the Cap and one of the lines is uh, like tiny bubbles hang above me it's a sign that someone loves me so oh, tiny that's cool I just wanted something dead personal and I like went through loads of names and I was like no it's tiny bubbles that's the one I love it even I like I liked it anyway but I love it now and I understand the meaning of it um but thank you so much I hope it hasn't been too painful for you and thank you for um getting the balls to come on you've been class <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>